Welcome back to the At The Art Podcast. I'm your host, Les Lukacs. Once again, joined by NorCal Director Blaine Clemens. Blaine, lots to review here. We're going to jump into the 2024 rankings. But before that, wanted to say thanks for hopping on the podcast. Yeah, it's good to be back with you. We had a good weekend in uh, Orange County at the state games. So, yeah, a lot of stuff to talk about. A lot of impressive kids' uh, rankings coming up. So, yeah, lots to dive into. Let's go. Yeah, let's dive into these 2024 rankings. Uh, you know, obviously a full summer. You had your pro case. We had a pro case down here. Uh, there was a number of tournaments, number of different events that we've hosted, uh, other national level events. And as a result, the end of summer uh, class of 2024 updated rankings are uh, released. Uh, 450 players. I mean, there's so much depth in this state that the need to expand to that number of players just seemed right. Yeah, it just means we've seen a lot of kids, and the more kids we see, the more kids we want to highlight, and that's it's good for us. It's better for the kids. It's good for the colleges that are still looking for you know maybe a hidden gem, maybe a late riser, maybe a late developer. Um, yeah, so it feels uh, feels right. I mean, we're we're a huge state with great baseball. Turn on the TV every night on MLB, MLB Network, and you're watching California natives. So yeah, it feels right to expand it. It's pretty wild uh, indeed. But let's let before we talk about too much about the expansion. I mean, a lot of shakeup in the, in the top ten alone, right? We have four new uh, entrants into the top ten and checking in at three, number three, Levi Sterling. At number seven, Nick Montgomery. At number nine, Braylon Doty. And at number 10, Wylan Moss. And uh, a couple of those guys, three of those guys at the SoCal Pro Case uh, mm-hmm. that we had down here uh, in Sterling and Montgomery and Moss. And, um, you know, the, the this is something that we don't normally have in, in the top 10 of any rankings, let alone a class going into their senior class, right? Yeah, it's... Uh the 2024 classes we've gone through since they became freshmen it's um i don't know at, at times i've been at least up here sometimes a little underwhelmed at some maybe like the the highest end talent i, I know it's not the same down in southern california because i've seen some of the tweets about some of these kids and i've seen some video on some of those guys but uh i i think it's just a a testament to uh you know the continued development of of players and you know in rankings when we get sometimes stuck on keeping it set and maybe afraid or hesitant to maybe shuffle it based on, you know, what, what's real right now. So as they move through it, I think it's fair to uh, always reassess. I mean, pro pro teams reassess. I mean, a, a draft projection and hardly ever looks the way a draft actually goes. So um, yeah, I think, I think reassessing and uh, putting kids where we believe that they are today is, uh, is the smart thing to do. I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say about some of these guys because I love seeing a couple left-handers in our top six, like two left-handers in the top six. That's that's exciting. Yeah, Schiefelbein and Bateman. Schiefelbein was another lefty who was at that pro case down here in SoCal and you know bumped to 94 there. And, you know, it's late in the summer. Uh, you know, area codes was 90-92, uh, you know, touched the 93, but I mean, this is a guy that just competes, right? He gave up a, a leadoff base hit in his pro case outing. Uh, and then he went, uh, then he went strikeout, strikeout, pop-up strikeout, uh, to his next four hitters. Uh, so this is a dude that just doesn't give in UCLA, uh, commit. And then the same with Bateman, uh, Bateman, 
you know, is just a big old dude. He's like 6'6", uh, like mm-hmm. 220, you know, 220. Uh, long hair goes by, you know, they call him Sasquatch. I mean, he's just a big, big dude. And, you know, he's a low 90s guy with a hammer and a changeup. And, uh, you know, these lefties, uh, as you know, they couldn't be a bigger contrast between these two guys with Bateman and Sheeplebein. Sheeplebein is, you know, 6'1", 6'2", skinny. You know, you can kind of project the frame, whereas Bateman is just like this giant, massive being of a uh, you know specimen uh yeah. you know but uh but it works man it, it it really works you know there there's some command uh you know issues if you will with bateman not, not issues but you know some questions about the command um mm-hmm. you know but the stuff certainly plays uh with bateman there at the, at the six hole in the top 10 but you know, one of the guys that you're very familiar with that that is in the top ten that I have only seen video on, uh, that I know that you're very high on is is T P Wentworth. Yeah, there's you talk about you know the physicality of uh, of, of your Sasquatch. T P is T <laughs> uh, P is another one of these players that uh, you know comes to pro case. It was the first event we'd had him at. Um, he he'd attended uh, Boz after that. He is a player that walks up and you give him your hat and a jersey and all that. And, you're, and, and you know, you see him on paper, you see video, and then a kid walks up and stands next to you and you feel like, oh, wow, you're, you're big. And then, uh, but a streamlined big and looks like, you know, three-sport athlete from a small school in the Central Valley, a quarterback. I think now he's going to focus uh, exclusively on baseball going forward into this school, his senior year, uh, basketball player as well. And he looks like if you put him in, a, in pads and a helmet, I'm sure he looks great on a football field. You put him on a, on a basketball court and sneakers and a, and a tank top, he's going to look the part there because he's six five or six six, and and over two, you know it's like 220, 215 pounds, and so and the shoulders are wide and like the body, it just it kind of occasionally resets my brain anyway when I see a player you know like that, and then you know again you turn on the TV and like. Forget sometimes just how large and physical these young people are because uh, former scouting director of mine long long time ago, Roy Clark says, Blaine, I won't I won't use his expletives he, he, he liked to use, but he <laughs> said, go find me some big, strong bleep, bleep, bleepers and we'll turn them in, you know, we'll turn them into Braves. And he said, Blaine, it's a strong man's game. And, and you know what? It is a strong man's game. So TP, but he's also not just a physical guy. He can run. Like I've had him as low as I want to say six, six, five, five. Uh, pro case was really good. Uh, the arm in the outfield's uh, above 90. The bat speed and the bat plane and the ability to use the whole field uh, is more touch feel and 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 hitterish than mauling. Um, so I think he's a good hitter that's got a chance to learn to grow into uh, raw power. Um, again, runs well uh, on the mound. He's crafty. He doesn't he doesn't throw smoke, but he knows upper 80s. And I'm sure someday there's some low 90s in there. Uh, just a, an overall an overall talent uh, moves gracefully for a big young man and yeah I think in this in this region in Northern California I mean we of course we have Charlie Bates a, a left-handed hitting shortstop that'll get attention but I think when all said and done and position players uh, I'm dead certain that the scouts here are going to uh, be watching a lot of TP in the springtime yeah it's a it's you know you talk about it being a strong man's game but it's you know it's it's strong athletic man's game right yes. and and that's mm-hmm. what they want are these athletes and and i mean look you're a three sport standout yes it's a small private school in the central valley as you mentioned but dude i don't care where you play if you put up numbers 
you know, you're putting up numbers, right? And so, uh, you know, that that's that. I'm excited to see where where his senior season takes him. And you know, rounding out the top ten is, is a right-handed pitcher, Wyland Moss, at a modern day. And, you know, Moss was a was a late add to the pro case down here. And, mm-hmm. you know, I gave I, I texted him and I was like, man, you know, I'm kind of in a bind. And, and uh, you know, would you come out? And, and he was awesome, man. He was like, you know what, Les? Absolutely. I, I'd be stoked okay. to come out and came out. Great kid, you know, was on the field with him, obviously. And, and just an, an awesome personality was so thankful for the opportunity to be there. This and that. Oh, and by the way, he shoved, uh, you know, you know, he was, you know, like 92 and a really good slider and, and, and just, it's just a clean, loose, repeatable arm. And he had some, he had, he had some bumps in the Trinity league last year, but you know what? He, he really established himself as, as a frontline arm in that league going into this year, which is pretty exciting. And, you know, then, uh, he went out at the area code games and, and showed really well. He came into a, a position where, you know, pitcher before him was injured, he had to come in, didn't mm-hmm. have a real an opportunity to fully warm up and, uh, you know, got out of a, a, a pretty good jam there. And, and just it sounds like his, his makeup and his personality is going to be super part of his journey. Like this is a kid that doesn't seem base. He's nonplussed. He can get out. Hey, give me the ball. That's that's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, very cerebral kid. Right. And, and so. Uh, you know, as we said, a UCLA commit. So, you know, that could be a good match there for him. Uh, you know, but uh, that's that's the top 10. And, you know, we could go through a lot of these guys. But, you know, there's, there's a number of these guys that are still uncommitted, uh, mm-hmm. that are high-ranked players that, that we like, uh, that I know you like, uh, you know, and and – uh, you know, a couple of these guys we had recently at our at our state games, and uh, you know, I, I want to start with one and, and a third baseman, Justin Tiller, at a Cypress High School, and yeah. uh, you know, he you saw what he did at at the at the state games where you know he was just the left-handed bat was just on mm-hmm. display. It started in BP where he hit a couple of out during BP, and, you know, and then it just kind of carried over into the game uh, or into the gameplay, excuse me, where you know, he was just, you know, lights out there too. And uh, it's a guy who I think could play third base. And, you know, he ended up going three for five. You know, he had a pair of doubles, uh, an RBI, uh, a walk and a stolen base. Uh, you know, he was just really good uh, I overall. Remember, I remember walking through the dugout when he was in there. And he's because that team he was on was a bunch of Northern California kids. So I was wandering yeah. into the dugout chat with some kids that I know. And, and he was standing there either in the hole or on deck. Or, but he was in the hole. And I walked by and I slapped him on the shoulder and it's a, it's a meaty shoulder too. Like he's a large, he's, he's a, he's a strong young man. I said, man, I like watching you hit. And he just looks at me, just stone faced with a, a little sly grin. He said, Thanks. Yeah. And, and like, <laughs> don't talk to me right now. I'm getting ready to go smash something. And, uh, and you're right. You know, uh, the, the, the playability at third base seems like it's got a chance. Of course, that's always something we do with players when, when they don't fit our eyes, like, you know, Hey, he doesn't look like blah, blah, blah. At third base. He's a little boxier. He's a little wider. He's a little, thick or whatever until you really just give them a chance to actually play the darn position and uh, that will tell you whether there's somebody can stay there or not yeah you're 100 right i think he made the one play where he was you know charging hard and it was a backhand mm-hmm. throw to first and we we're just kind of like okay like that's a pretty nimble play for yeah. what you wouldn't think is a nimble guy but yeah he I'm, I'm a big fan of his man just a really good kid and and you know obviously plays at a, a very good program there at Cyprus and, you know, we'll have an opportunity to be seen by a number of colleges and already has. 
but man, the the left-handed bat. I mean, you know, we mic'd him up, and, and I was just I was watching that video and just listening to him during his at bat, the stuff that he's saying. You know, and I don't know how much of that is for the mic, and how much of that is just what he normally does, and I can't imagine much of it is for show. Uh, yeah, you probably but, couldn't force that if it's something that's not real. Right, it, right, right, and 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 it was just. It was pretty interesting, right? Like he's identifying pitches and, you know, kind of talking to himself about what's coming next and things like that. So it was just, it was really cool to see. So it's a very professional approach. No doubt about it. It was definitely fun to watch. And I love, again, I, I love going down south and I love getting my eyes on kids that, that you see all spring and then in the summer. And then, uh, you know, I love to put them in a the context of players we have up here. Cause we, you know, we have some, a couple left-handed hitters that are really strong with a bat up here. Um, and just putting him in the context of that and how they fit comparably when and when we finally get to rankings in, in a senior class that we get to go, I've laid eyes on guys, you've laid eyes on guys, and that's what our state game, you know, we'll talk about that down the road here. But uh, that's, I think, what a, what a great event that is and can, can continue to be as we both lay eyes on on kids in this state. We're not just, you know, SoCal scout, NorCal scout. We get to be California scouts. Right, right, right. Yeah, there's – yeah, you're you're 100 percent right, and and you know, like you said, we'll dive we'll dive into the state games on a different podcast. But you're right; that's the that's kind of the beauty of it. And um, you know, there's uh, there's other uh, there, there's other uncommitted players yeah, here there's... on this list that I know we wanted to get to. Mm-hmm. Uh, right-handed pitcher. Uh, he wasn't at state games. He was at uh, an event in Northern California Bay Area World Series uh, named Liam Golden. Uh, this is a player from Christian Brothers, a private school in Sacramento. Uh, he threw, uh, like I said, at that event early in the summer, like in a night game, a couple colleges snuck in to see him. They'd heard he's kind of a hard thrower, big kid. Uh, he was all of that. He was up to 91 or 92, and he's like 6'4", and he's got great shoulders, and you shake his hand. He's just got big, big, strong physical hand. He's got some goggles on, uh, kind of a wild thing look a little bit. Uh, loose arm and, and I'm like okay that's he's going to keep throwing harder he might throw 92 93 94 someday and of course then he comes out uh, at the area he got you know got an area code trout uh, off of that event and touches 94 at the trial and sat 93 <laughs> and we we don't have many hard throwers in the class in northern California like Nick Abraham I think is our is our best right-handed pitcher and I wouldn't doubt someday and Nick also uncommitted if, if Nick were to pitch in the big leads because of his savvy and his touch and his feel and his competitiveness and, and his stuff, it will play up because of all the other things. But Liam's got a chance to, you know, if you've seen, you've seen plenty of kids, you feel like, wow, he's throwing hard. I'm pretty sure he's going to keep throwing a whole lot harder. Not like minimal, minimal projection. Like, oh yeah, a couple more months. No, like, I think this young man's going to touch some 96s in the spring and, and someday maybe more like, and then he went to the area codes and got up to 94 again, I believe. And, um, I think at this point his phone has uh, you know been, been quite active and <laughs> a, whirl, a whirlwind of a summer for a young man who really was an unknown. I mean, lo- even locally, uh, maybe hadn't been seen. Like his school is not the greatest you know program. It does produce players uh, every now and again, um, but he's starting in early June through the area codes. Like it's uh, a whirlwind. You know they call them pop up guys, and uh, yeah. So I'm I guess that Liam is probably you know swirling a little bit trying to figure out okay what's the next best thing for him but he's put himself in position to make a i'm certain a uh, an exciting choice for his future yeah liam one of, one of the big risers in in this uh rankings. huge right like yeah one of the one of the big risers in this uh rankings update for sure 
uh, is is Liam Golden, like like you mentioned, and, and another guy who's a big riser uh, in this rankings, Fernando Palencia, a guy we oh. had an opportunity to see at the state games, and I mean whether it was at shortstop lane or whether it was <clears throat> on the mound, uh, it was just or or at the plate, like you. You, he was a guy you stopped what you were doing to watch, right? And, and it oh, yeah. was just, it was that impressive. And, and the thing that really impresses me about him, and, you know, Palencia came to the future games with us a couple of years ago. And, you know, just not only how he's developed physically, but his durability. Like I saw him in the spring, and, you know, he was, he was 89 91 in, in the first inning, and he was 89 91 in the sixth inning. Uh, and he didn't drop below 89 the entire game. And, you know, now that fastball is touching 93, um, mm-hmm. you know, and we saw it consistent 92, 93 at the state games. And, yeah. you know, that, that, that's, that's, that says nothing about the three secondary pitches that he lands for strikes as well. Yeah, it's interesting. It was a really fun one to watch. This is the shortstop that gets on the mound and it's like, wow, it's athletic. It's repeatable. It's clean. Uh, you still see that there's a learning curve to the craft of pitching ahead of him yet to gain, right? Like he will, you know, he, that breaking ball has got a tremendous spin, tremendous action. And he's still like, you know, he's a, he's a young man. He's, he's still learning what to do with it. He's still learning right. how to, you know, uh, it, it, like it's a wipeout every time he throws it. Like, and someday this young guy who's going to keep throwing probably a little harder too, because of the, of the clean, the cleanliness and, and the arm action and the durability and, and clearly athletic and strong, um, he gets to have, you know, feel show up down the road. Like, and when he can do that with, with the fact, cause the fast one, it stayed on plane, like his first couple of batters, I recall, right. Some, some contact, yep. uh, he was down in the, he was down in the zone and some guys got the barrel to it. Yep. Um, they weren't, yep. they weren't pounding him or anything like that. But, and then as the, the outings went, the outing went along as he got the fastball a little, a little higher, you know, midsection, just between the chest and, and, and the belly button, mm-hmm. and uh, was able to get on plane and stay on plane, and, and guys couldn't stop offering at it. And then off of that is the breaking ball, right? He landed one against a left-hander, yeah. which was the best one he threw just, just as a strike, just as a get it over, and it still had bite and action. And as he learns to, you know, whether it's mechanically keep the front side in or whatever, and, and do the same thing to, to right-handers and then make them expand or, or go up, like it's – he got a chance to be pretty darn good. Yeah, but then he, he threw that one that absolutely filleted the left-handed hitter. Oh yeah, if you, if you yeah, call he that broke one. Broke his back foot. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. That I mean that that was pretty dirty. His last four hitters, he went K K five three K, and yeah, you yeah. know, yeah, like you said, there 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 was there was an error involved, and then there was a weak uh, weak uh, ground ball single uh, involved mm-hmm. there. So I mean, this is a guy who. You know, obviously a USD commit who is going to, um, you know, have an opportunity not only this year at Arcadia, but uh, moving forward, it, you know, at USD as well. Um, you know, there's, again, there, there's a ton of guys in, in the article. There's a ton of guys on the list. So make sure you mm-hmm. check that out on prepbaseballreport.com. Uh, you know, we're the 2024 rankings release. You can find it on Twitter at PBR underscore California on Instagram at PBR California and Facebook at PBR California. But uh, make sure you check that out. Uh, Blaine, I appreciate the time. Man, I just wanted to you know give a shout-out to a few of these guys and shed some light on the ranking. So appreciate you hopping on. Absolutely. It's a good time. 
Big thanks to Blaine Clements for joining me on the podcast today. Be sure to check out PrepBaseballReport.com for all your news, ranking, and event information. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at PBR California. Until next time, we'll see you at the yard.